0: God bless you all. This is Pastor Jonathan with Church of Jubilee. Welcome to our podcast. I pray that the Lord has something great for you today through this sermon. And I pray that as you listen to this podcast, that the Lord may move in your life like never before. I pray that God works something miraculous in your life this week. And as you go throughout your week, I want you to remember not to run from God, but run to God. As the title of this message is Stop Running. God bless you. And please share the message. And that is the book of 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 1 through 3. The Word of God says this, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time and when he saw that he rose and he ran for his life everybody say ran for his life and he went to Beersheba which belongs to Judah and left his servant there in the new international version verse 3 says it talks like this I like it this way it makes more sense Elijah was afraid and ran for his life when he came to Beersheba in Judah he left his servant there You may have your seats giving glory to God. But before you do, before you do, tell your neighbor, stop running. running. If you don't have a neighbor, look around the room and tell somebody, stop running. running. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. A death threat placed upon his life. Okay, now when you think about Elijah, you think about a man who did miracles, amen? Most of you will probably remember him from the fire that came down from heaven. He called upon the fire, fire came down from heaven. But Elijah was in danger at this moment, and he was running for his life. And Elijah had just seen, Elijah Elijah had just barely come from something great that God had did, had done for him in his life. He had been before 850 prophets of Baal 450 of Baal and then some more of Azareth or Asherah and he there's a hundred and eight hundred and fifty of them that he's there before and, and, and he tells and they're there trying to bring fire to their they're praying to their gods and they're trying to bring fire but Elijah prays to the God of all our God the God of creation the God that we know from the old testament the God of the new testament God he was praying to this God and guess what God does God brings down fire so Elijah isn't in, in a depressed moment. He's not depressed. He's not like, uh, I'm coming off of a low part of my life. He's coming off of one of the biggest miracles that God did before the people of God in his life. But, he's, but he finds himself running. He finds himself afraid of this death threat. Amen? He has just seen God done something great. And, and he was used by God at this place to bring down fire. I'm here to tell you, has anybody ever been running for something because you've been afraid? Think about that for a moment. Some of us have been running because we're afraid. We're scared. We're thinking about other things. We're, we're not focused on what we have at hand. And after it's just, it just seems like after the greatest blessing hits the biggest storm. And we're, we're afraid of the storm because there's lightning and there's thunder and, and there's clouds and, and it's dark and, and, and the waters and the waves are moving. And we're like, God, you just gave me a blessing and now a big storm is coming upon me. You, didn't wanna, you don't, you don't want to face what you have to know that you eventually have to face. Elijah ran because he didn't want to face Jezebel's death threat and being killed. But all this whole time, Elijah has the almighty God that says, if you stand, if I stand before you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. He has an almighty God that supports him, that's done miracle after miracle after miracle and after miracle. And all Elijah had to do was say, God, this person has threatened my life. I need you to take care of this person. But instead, he finds himself running away from the problem. He finds himself running away from the past. We run from the past at times. Some of us spend our time running and running from things that happened to us many years ago. It happened to us when we were kids or it happened to us when we were in our adult stage and we run because we don't want to face it. How many of you can say amen to that? We run from problems that seem too big. Insecurities, we run from them too because we aren't sure of ourselves and what God has for us, we run away. I don't know about that. I don't want to mess with that. No, 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 I, you know, I just, I don't want to deal with all the devil's mess. Every time I come to God, it gets worse. Why would I even pray? It just gets worse. I'm serious. It gets worse. Well, yeah, because you have an enemy and his name is Satan. And whether you pray or not, he's going to hit you. We run from our trials. We run from the struggles of life. We even run from God at times. For some of you, the calling that is placed upon your life, look at your neighbor. Each of you have a calling upon your life. Do you know that? You've been called to Christ. You've been called to do something great. You, but, you, but you find yourself running away. I want you to look to your neighbor and tell him again, stop running. Do you know why you're running? Because you're running away from something that you have to face. Because you're unsure of what's going to happen when you're in that place. You run because you're afraid. You have a calling upon your life, but God forbid you pick up the word of God and read it. You know why? Because you're too afraid. You're too afraid of the storm. You're too afraid of Jezebels in your life saying, if you do that, I'm going to do this to you. If you move, if you don't do this, and, and, and if you go closer to God, I'm going to attack you harder. Come on now, somebody knows what I'm talking about, Amen. But how do I run from him, pastor? How can that be possible? You run because you can't spend time with him. Do you know why you can't spend time with them? Because you're cheating on him with your flesh. What does that mean, pastor? That's so harsh. You know what? That's the reality. we we rather go give our time to what we feel better about than give it to God. You're pursuing. You run from pursuing him because... You are pursuing your own desires. We pursue our own fleshly desires at times, and we worry about what the world has to say versus what our God has to say. And we find out that Elijah, he's in the same predicament. He's running away from something that he could face in a heartbeat. God just did a a miracle in his life, and God, God used him tremendously in some weird ways to make miracles happen in his past. I mean, How many of you have ever been used in a miracle way? Like where God, you know, somebody died and you went and prayed for them in Jesus' name and and God came through you and and he was healed. How many of you have ever been through that? Amen. Sister Tracy has. She knows what it takes. But we find ourselves at times, even though after God has done all that, guess what we do? I don't know if you can do that, God. I don't know if you can. This one's hard, God. This was like my life. Now I'm, I'm, I'm worried. She's killed about a, a thousand prophets and you want me to stay here in the city? I'm worried, God. And I'm going to run. I'm not going to go to you right now. I need to run. I just need to get out of here. You run from the time that you can spend with him. You run from the calling upon your life because guess what? Religion has made this perfect image saying you have to look like this, you gotta wear a tie, you gotta wear slacks, you gotta wear nice shoes, make sure your belt matches your shoes, you gotta make sure that when you come to church, that, that you're kind of leaning over and bowing and that you're not too proud. And religion makes all these rules so that when you think about that picture that's on the wall about it, being a being a prophet or being somebody called by God, you look at that picture and say, There is no way, however make that image so what do you do you run and you run away from it as far as you can because you know what i can't live up to the standard that you have for me you can't fit into the perfect image you know why because it's religion based because somewhere down the line a man said this is how you should look as a prophet you go to a church you should be dressed in the three-piece suit now, I'm not against suits and all that because it looks nice and it's very proper and it's cordial, you know, and, and, it's, and when, you, when you go into business, it's professional. You have to have some kind of professionalism. But what I'm saying, that doesn't make or break you in the spiritual realm. Right. Whether you wear whatever you wear doesn't make you holy or holy or not. Right. Because the calling is already placed upon your life. Whether you choose to embrace the calling is a different story and you choose to run the other way. Right. You can run from the calling upon your life But you can't run from the calling period. It cannot leave you because it's upon you. Stop running. And I'll tell you again over and over and over, we don't have a perfect picture painted of what a pastor should look like we don't have a perfect painting of what a music team leader should look like what a music director should look like what 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 you know we don't have those in in mind yes we want to make sure that we follow god and we honor him through his word and the instructions are in here but if you want me to tell you how to be perfect in god guess what i can't do that so stop running because there was a calling upon your life amen embrace what you don't know because there was a calling upon your life you see god is ready now more than ever in our times nowadays he's ready to uplift prophets evangelists prophetess teachers he's ready he's willing to lift up pastors in the body of christ but the problem is is that half of our body of christ is running the other way I believe the Lord has something for you today. And the reason you're listening to this word is because I want to start a series. And this is the, the first lesson of the series called Activate the Calling and Grow the Body of Christ. This is the series I'm going to be preaching about. The first one that I'm doing right now is called Stop Running. It's Activate the Calling and Grow the Body. Because if you can step into the calling that God has for you, then the body is stronger. Amen. I preached this before that the body is made up of many pieces, many universal members, fingerprints, thumbprints, uh, uh, you know, arms, legs, and you're all a part that makes the body work. So the more, the, the sooner you come into your, your calling, the better the body of Christ is, Christ is strengthened. There are gifts of the Spirit. Each of you have a gift of the Holy Spirit that you may have not have noticed, but God needs those gifts in the church. Because the church needs to be built. The church needs to be edified. But if you're running the other way, I'm here to tell you today you gotta stop running. Stop running from the calling that is upon your life. Hallelujah. Stop running from God. Stop running from what you know you gotta face at one point in time. Because sooner or later, you're gonna have to face it. Amen? Elijah runs, he runs away. From the problem. And to be very honest with you, I can honestly say I think most of us would have ran as well. We would have ran. Maybe some of you had some great faith and said, No, I would have told God. But I think when it came down to it, you know your life was in danger from somebody who was always killing prophets, we probably would have ran. But the enemy comes in the form of a threat. She comes in the, he comes in the form of a Jezebel. And this Jezebel carries a bunch of threats. And, and, and it carries a mad-made mentality that you're not going to make it. You're going to fail. You're going to do this. You'll never make it again. You can't do this because you messed up. And guess what? I'm going to kill the dream that you have. Because that dream is going to grow into something great if I let it. But I'm here to kill the seed, the spirit of Jezebel says. If I can kill the seed, I'll kill what you have. And you won't ever prosper. And you'll stay in your miserable life at the end of it all and you'll be there thinking about whether i should kill myself or not because there's no purpose i'm speaking reality because this is what we go through on a daily basis amen i mean you'd be surprised if i were to tell you to lift your hands if you ever contemplated suicide half the i'm sure the majority of the room would have lifted up their hand already not because i want to praise suicide but i want you to know that the enemy is a roaring lion, and his job is to seek kill and destroy and if he can destroy the calling that you're running from he's accomplished his work So instead of praying and allowing God to save his life, Elijah flees and he runs. And instead of trusting in God, the God that has done miracles in his life, he goes and he runs. And you see, some of us have continued to be running. And you've allowed the Jezebels of the world to threaten you. You've allowed them to tell you that you can't make it. You know why, Brother Juan? They tell us because you don't fit the perfect image. You don't fit the painting, that nice painting there. You don't look anything like that. So you can't be used by God. That's what they tell us. Sooner or later, you will encounter that in your life you encounter somebody that says you can't make it but i know i'm speaking to a church today that believes upon the mighty name of jesus amen and they know their place they know their calling and they say you know what you can bring all hell against me if i stand in my god jesus christ if i stand in him then who can stand against us hallelujah because there is a god that wants to bring you out wants to get you back and say stop running start running towards me stop running away from me hallelujah and guess what You're never going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We never will be perfect. You know why? Because we're not designed to be perfect. And guess what? No matter who lies to you and tells you that by the way your actions are, you're going to be perfect. That's a lie straight from the devil. You never will be perfect. But if you find yourself in Christ, you will be perfected by Christ. Not that you're perfect, but he will make you perfect. He will trim off the excess fat. He'll take off what you don't need in there. And he will make you and mold you into what you need to be. But he cannot do that if you're running. How many of you can give a round of applause right now? Come on. You know, I'm here to say something to you, to everybody here, because I want you to understand In order to activate the calling, we know we got to stop running. Because here's the thing. God isn't so much interested in what you physically can do. God doesn't want to know how much you're lifting weights for him and how much you're drinking and, you know, drinking good nutritious drinks. and, And, you know, God's not worried about that. Amen. Because he doesn't need that physical part of it. But what he does want from you is he wants the calling, that you the answer, the obedience to the calling. He wants you to be obedient and say, God, I don't know where, how, when, what, but I know you want me to do this. And I will step into the greatness of God and I will trust in God and I will do it. Elijah wasn't a great man because he was a great man. He was a great and mighty, powerful person when God used him do you understand that he wasn't a great man because he was just great he was a great man because he served a great God and in the moments when Elijah called upon God he believed in God saying God you are the great mighty almighty God and I know that you can and that's all God needs God needs you just to agree with him and say you can do it if thy will be done God let that kingdom come thy will be done let it be done on earth as it is in heaven which means let it be done the way you have declared in the heavens. If you say that we can heal, then we will heal in the name of Jesus. If I got a gift of healing, I'm going to use that in the name of Jesus. If I got a gift of preaching, a gift of wisdom, a gift of teaching, a gift of being an evangelist, a gift of ministering, a gift of interpretation, whatever it is that God has given you, if you place it in the right hands of Christ, it's going to be multiplied. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. I'm talking to someone today To understand in Christ that you are made perfect in Christ. You're not a perfect being. Stop trying to measure yourself up to the paintings on the wall that the world and society has said you have to be like. There's a way to live, yes, and it's not saying to go live out your life in sin because that contradicts what the Word of God says, to live your life according to the will of God, amen? But I don't want you to get caught up in the moment that you're so worried about a perfect image that you forget that, you know what, all God wants is obedience. Just come to Him and stop running. But you see, we become discouraged, amen? Or am I the only one that gets discouraged in moments? We become discouraged. No matter how much God has done for us, we get discouraged. You think I'm lying? In the book of Kings, 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 4, it says that Elijah had prayed that he might die. Really? A prophet of God coming off of the greatest miracles in his life Praise to God and say, it's just better if you just kill me now. Just take me, God. Just take me. I want to die. And then he says, I'm no better than my fathers. And you want me to think that we're going to be perfect? You want me to sit here and pretend that we have a perfect life? If the prophet of God, Elijah, was discouraged, how much more you and I? He became discouraged. You know why he became discouraged? Because it didn't work out the way he planned. You see, this whole time, God had been with Elijah, right? Doing things, protecting him, speaking to him. And then all of a sudden, in a moment, it changes. Guess what changed? Life. Life changes you at times. Amen. Sometimes you're there and you're like, what in the world just happened to my life? And it changes. And guess what? God's not saying he's not there, but you got to sometimes not hear him for just a moment to see if you can really trust in something that you can't see. Yeah. And Elijah becomes discouraged. And, later, and a little bit later on in verse 10, he says, I alone, and I'm left. I'm left alone. I'm the only one now, he says. guess what how good the Lord is how many of you know God is a good God how many of you are receiving something today amen raise your hand if you're receiving something today I believe that God is raising up young men and women to be on fire for God which means not to be like I'm so perfect I gotta be perfect I gotta be perfect no that says God I'm not perfect that's why I'm coming to you but I know that if I find myself in the right place and you want to be, you, you want to use somebody, guess who you can use, God? You can use me because I'm a vessel. I'm not going to run anymore. But I love the Lord so much because if he's ever done anything in my life, he's been there for me. You see, you, before you can even know your calling, I want to tell you this real quick. You have to know God for yourself. Okay? Andrew and Alyssa, my kids, they know God right now, probably because I've introduced them to God, and they're lo- learning to be with God. But there's going to come a time in their life when, um, when Daddy and Mommy aren't going to be there anymore, and they're going to be there on their knees crying, and they're going to be saying, "God, I, I don't know what to do anymore, but I need you." Because you've got to know God for yourself. You can't live on someone else's dream. You can't live on someone else's calling. You have your own calling. You've got to know who God is because in the moments where Eli- you find yourself like Elijah and you're there all lonely, you're going to say, God, what have I done? God, where must I go? God, I have no one else but you. That's a calling. you got to know God for yourself. You can't live off of God for someone else. But God comes and he brings angels to Elijah, even though he hadn't spoken to Elijah at that moment. And Elijah's there all sad and depressed and all discouraged. God says sends an angel, and the angel says, he touches him and says, get up, go eat. I got you some food and some water. And Elijah's like, what? Like, there is a God. Yeah. And, but, but Elijah doesn't give in that easy, though. He's like, he eats a little bit, okay, lays back down. The angel touches him again, hey, get up. I got you some food and water, some different kind, some more food and water. It was at that moment that God was showing Elijah, no matter how much you run, I'm still there for you. You catching that, church? No matter how much you try to run from God, the moment you say, Jesus, I need you, he's there. He's there to feed you. He's there to love you. He's there to hold you. Because that's the God that we serve. Even though Elijah didn't go to God, and we probably would be thinking he didn't deserve to get blessed. He never went to God. He ran. Guess what God said? That's my child. He's doing what I've called him to do. Yeah, he's in the flesh, and he's running away right now. He's running scared. But he'll realize that I am the God in his life. You see, this message is for you because it's time that you stop running. You know it because you feel the burning sensation at times. You feel the cold chills when it's not even cold. You feel it. You know what that is? That's the Spirit of God moving upon your flesh. You feel the calling because you know it's there. And while you might be saying, I can never match up or to so-and-so, sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, you don't have to. All God wants you to be is you that's it you just be you and in the process God will work out the rest in the process God will make sure that if there's something that needs to be removed he'll remove it from you but you cannot do it by yourself you have to go to God for it you got to pray to God you got to seek him you got to talk to him you got to love him the way he tries. you know we can try to love him the way he loves us but we'll never make it but we can try I'm talking to someone who's been discouraged from the failures of life and threats in your life. People have told you you couldn't. You can't ever make it. You're never going to make it. But the devil's a liar. So what if you don't meet the qualifications of being perfect? I never did. But God has called me. If there's any ever greater testimony, at least in my life, it's my testimony because I was in the Lord and I was raised in the Lord and then I turned away from the Lord for a moment and you think God would have left me at that time because that's the way the world teaches us that if you turn your back on God he's gonna turn it back on you but in the deepest moments when I was on my knees I know what it is to be in that situation because there was a time when I almost lost it all and I said God can you forgive can you just forgive me And I'm just so grateful to God that he doesn't love the way we love because I wouldn't have been forgiven if that was the case. But God embraced me and he said, come here, let me clean you up. So I can tell you about living for God. I can tell you about living for God and not making it to the perfection that I needed to. I can tell you about living for God and being expected to be at this level and you feel everybody around you. Let us stand. I know what it is because I've lived that life. But there's a God today that wants to embrace you. He wants to hug you. He wants to tell you, you know what? I love you. Stop running from me. Stop running. Embrace the calling that you have upon your life. Embrace the calling that you have upon your life. Because when you find the calling, or when you find me, you'll find your calling. God will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory. You don't have to worry about how you need to walk when you take your calling. You don't have to worry about what you need to say when you take your calling. You don't have to worry about what your car you're going to drive, where you're going to go. All he needs you to do is say, I'll answer the call. I'll answer the call. You see God, you put me in Jubilee and Church of Jubilee needs me. They need whatever I can bring. If I teach, they need a teacher. If I can sing, they need a singer. If I can bring forth word, I need to bring forth word. Whatever it is, if I need to be an usher at the door, I'm going to be an usher. If I can clean like no one else can clean, I'm going to clean everything I possibly can because that's a calling. I told you God had a word for you today. Right there where you're at. Close your eyes. Let's just meditate upon God. You see, you've been waiting in the caves. You've been hiding for so long. You've ran to the caves. You've run away. You've been running for a while. But God says, stop running. Stop running. Stop running, baby. I'm here. I'm here to love you. I'm here to cherish you. I'm here to clean you up. You see, God doesn't call the perfect. He perfects those he calls. And today, Jubilee, today is the day that you move forward in the confidence of your calling. That it begins to be activated. That today your calling is activated. Come on, somebody. Just go ahead, praise team. Raise your hands right now in the name of Jesus, right there where you're at. I want to pray right now that the Spirit of God flow in this place so enough to get you right in that moment, that right there where you're at, is going to capture you. It's going to capture you, capture you, and it's going to start holding on, working on your heart, and you're going to start feeling something inside that has been asleep for a very long time. Oh, Jesus. You see, God is willing to do things in your life. The problem is we got to stop running. Oh, the Spirit of God, be released in this place. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Edify your body, your spirit. If you speak in tongues, release the Spirit of God right now in your life. Edify your spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. No longer shall we be a failure. No longer shall we be a problem to society. We are the answer because the answer is Christ. Think about somebody in your life that needs this prayer and pray like you never prayed before. Think about someone that's been wanting to be called, someone that needs a calling and say, in Jesus' name, God, I'm praying for this person, if not me right now, in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that you inspire this person, God, that you show the calling in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus.